Hi, my name is Nikhil and in today's episode, we are going to be looking at meal planning for busy families to stay healthy. Meal planning is important for busy families. Uh, it allows you to take control of your family's nutrition and ensure that everyone is getting the right balance of nutritious food. Now, uh, planning and preparing meals. It really takes a lot of the decision making off your plate. And why I say that is because day to day, we are constantly faced with a number of decisions. Throughout the day, not just in the morning, not just in the afternoon, not just in the evening, not just at night. So on top of this, the last thing you need is to have one more set of decisions to make regarding what food should you make for breakfast, lunch, dinner, tea time and so on. If you have kids or if you are looking after kids, you know that it is extremely difficult to keep children happy uh, because they are going to have all sorts of uh, funny requests for different kinds of food. Probably their favorite food is now their least liked food just for today. And if you find yourself always hopping between these different decisions of what to give your children to eat and so on because you give them whatever they feel like at that point of time, you are going to find that meal planning is a great way to take that stress out of your life. Now, if you do meal planning properly, it can help you prevent stress, save money and also encourage a healthier lifestyle than what you are normally used to. It also gives you more time to spend with your own family. So now let's look at what we are going to cover or what you can learn from today's episode. First, you will learn about the benefits of meal planning. Then we'll look at some practical tips for successful meal planning. Next, we'll be looking at how to meal plan on a budget. Next, how to adapt meal planning for different dietary needs. Next, we'll be looking at how to prepare and store your meals in the most efficient manner possible so that you can get the best out of your meal planning efforts. And finally, the resources and next steps that you need to move forward with your meal planning approach. So what you can do after listening to this podcast is actually learn how to implement a meal plan, make it part of your routine and in the end increase your overall health and well-being. Moving to the first topic, what are the benefits of meal planning? Now, saving time, reducing stress and improving your nutritional intake should be good enough reasons for you. But let me talk a little bit more about some of these. If you are a person who has a lot of office stress, like most of us do, then you might be prone to stress and emotional eating. So stress eating, emotional eating, these are very real things and should not be belittled by anyone. When you are high on stress, what happens is you tend to have a higher likelihood of eating food that is more satisfying to you. And these tend to be high carb foods full of sugar. So sugary carb, uh, carb loaded foods are what are going to give you the most satisfaction. And when you are uh, sitting at your desk or sitting um, on your favorite relaxing chair after work or lying down in bed, what you feel like doing is having something which is going to give you a bit of stress relief. And if that's the time you're scrolling on your phone, that's going to be also the time that you look for the most sugary and maybe the sweetest snack in the house. So 
having to decide what sugary snack you snack on late night after a stress-filled day at 11 p.m. is the worst thing you can do because that's going to lead to emotional eating, stress eating, and that's just going to lead to putting on a lot of weight. Next, nutrition. Once you take control of your meal planning, you get to control what kind of food you put into your mouth and into the mouths of your whole family. So you can actually plan one day to have pizza, another day to have pasta, and other day to have noodles, other day to have chapati, and so on. And you can keep things interesting by rotating the dishes, uh, having the family chime in, and so on. So it doesn't have to be boring. When you plan for meals, it doesn't mean you take the fun out of family life. or take the joy out of eating no completely the opposite the difference is we focus on what is healthy for us in the long run and not just eating unhealthy ordered food all the time now talking about time saving a lot of people tell me they don't have time to cook they don't have time to prepare the food especially if both husband and wife are working and this might be you this might be you and there's nothing wrong with that because it is difficult to run a house have husband and wife both working and then trying to prepare all the food at home it's very difficult to get this done but by planning in advance by buying your food in advance and cooking your food in advance what actually happens is that you tend to eat what is already bought what is already cooked and what is already packed prepped and stored in the fridge so this straight away takes off a lot of time required on a day to day basis instead of cooking daily you end up cooking once every few days which is a huge time saver next you can also save money when you buy food in bulk so instead of buying two pieces of chicken which might be charged at a much higher rate i would suggest buying the whole chicken or even two or three chickens at a time storing them in your freezer and since you do this in bulk you save a lot of money and finally you can make better and healthier food choices lifestyle choices just because you bought healthier foods in advance and you know that you have to complete uh, complete eating them because uh, they've already been bought there's no way around it now let's look at five tips for successful meal planning first you need to have a menu in mind and by a menu i don't mean something boring like say eat cabbage seven days a week for dinner no i don't mean that but knowing what your family loves knowing what food they hate knowing what food you love and what food you hate take into account the favorite foods of the house now if you are from a family that doesn't eat a particular type of food definitely do not include that in your menu but if you are from a family that loves to eat eggs chicken fish and so on make sure to plan each and every meal with at least one of these items So now what's going to happen is your family looks forward to eating food with you because the food is going to be tasty it's going to be the food they like and the food they all agree to eat anyway so you actually have food that suits your dietary needs if one particular member of your family needs to have more iron in their food you need to also include those kind of foods for them and this can be included for others as well next you can stock up on healthy food so what food i'm talking about here is fruits and vegetables grains proteins fats and dairy now all these items 
can be stocked up on in advance. When you have enough stock of fruits and vegetables for the week, enough stock of atta or maida if you eat maida as well to make whatever breads you want to make for the week, when you have already bought the required protein, chicken, meat, fish, turkey, bacon, whatever you want to eat, when you already have all this at home, uh, it already stored in your fridge, it makes things much, much easier. If you have packaged milk and you buy cartons of milk, it's a great thing to have in place so you don't have to go outside running to buy the one more carton of milk because milk got over by 6 p.m. and your kids still need to have milk at night. So when you stock up on healthy food, it makes life so much easier. The next tip, tip number three, is to plan for leftovers. Now, if you make chicken for dinner, you can always use some of the leftover chicken for the next day's breakfast sandwich or even for lunch as a roll. So you get to reuse whatever is already there in your house. Now, once you have cooked the food, all the effort has already been taken to cook the food. All you have to do now is to eat the food and make sure it's completed. Make sure nothing is wasted because you have taken a lot of effort to make this food. Now, as a fourth point, you can have a meal planning template. That means you identify how much meat you're going to eat for a particular meal per person. You multiply that with the number of children or adults in the house so you have a fair idea how many servings of chicken for example you may have at a meal or say for dinner i need four servings of chicken to be had i know that each serving is going to be about 150 grams straight away i multiply the number of servings by the number of days i need to plan the chicken for so if i have seven days in a week that means i'm going to plan that per day how many servings of chicken do i need Per day, how many servings of meat do I need? It may be beef, it may be fish even. So at the end, when I go to the store, what I have in place is the correct number of servings of chicken, meat, probably turkey, maybe mince, maybe fish. I know how much of each of these servings that I'm going to eat. And this makes it very simple because now all I need to do is to calculate how many kilos of chicken I need to buy how many kilos of mince, how many kilos of fish, and so on. Now, when I have this template, it's something as easy as serving of vegetable, serving of carb, serving of meat. That's it. Multiply the number of servings I need into the number of days I'm buying for, and stock up. Done. Now, involving the whole family is an important thing to do because what happens is your whole family gets excited. They're very happy to be part of the whole program and they get to pick and choose at least one day of the week what's going to be there for dinner. Now, if these are your kids or this is your husband or your wife, they might actually say something like, well, I would like to have pizza one day of the week. And that doesn't mean that you have to always order the most unhealthy form of pizza. You can also get something tasty. You can also uh, get something relatively healthy and compromise. Because there's no way that you're going to stay healthy if you eat food loaded with butter and ghee and oil so you have to make some co compromise somewhere but involving the whole family will make things much much better for you and they'll all be happy to be part of the whole decision making process now we come to meal planning on a budget now meal planning doesn't mean that you only have to buy the most expensive foods 
from the most expensive outlets. No, you can buy things in bulk. You can buy uh, meat in bulk. Now, if there are certain items on sale in a particular store in a large supermarket, you can always consider buying those items. Now, if it's a mango season and you love having fruits, you will probably find the tastiest mangoes available on sale. And since I personally love mangoes, I would always buy mangoes during mango season. There's not been one mango season where I avoided having mangoes. In fact, I made sure I had as many mangoes as I loved to have. And I never regretted that. So, when you use, so when you use what is available in season, it makes your meal planning way more effective and you don't have to spend as much. Next, cook simple recipes. When you use recipes that are simple and don't have too many ingredients, it makes cooking all the more fun and way easier than it could be if you have to buy imported food items to make your particular chicken curry or veg curry. And it's a big pain when you spend so much for ingredients and then you see that it doesn't last more than a couple of meals. Sometimes we also have protein on sale and this might be for fish or meat or chicken and if protein items are on sale you should definitely consider stocking up on those items and maybe make a new recipe or something new uh, with the protein item that is more affordable for that particular week and finally when you make a grocery list make sure you stick to the list and don't keep buying things off the shelf just because they're lying there now there are a lot of unhealthy things which are very often put on sale you may find these cream biscuits and junk food and chips and uh, very popular chocolate spreads which seem to be on sale and which seem like a great deal because the actual price may be like uh, 350 rupees for the little bottle and then suddenly you see them at probably half the cost 50% off it seems like a great deal and the kids may ask you to buy them but once you make the shopping list once you make your grocery list try to stick to the list and let that be a rule. Whenever you buy something, you stick it into the list, nothing more than that, and move forward. That's it. So don't entertain any requests or suggestions for unhealthy food that is on sale because that doesn't really help you as a family. Now coming to the next topic, which is uh, meal planning for different dietary needs. Now there are some families which are vegetarian and within a family, there might be people who are vegetarian, some who are non-vegetarian. So what do you do here? So if one person is vegetarian in a family of four or five, you have to include relevant protein sources for them which are vegetarian, which may be paneer, soya, tofu, lentils such as dal, rajma, chenna, etc. So you need to find recipes ahead of time that fit your needs, look them up and calculate how much of each food item you might need to buy. So that doesn't mean you have to measure to the exact gram, but at least you have that particular item in your house. So if they want to eat protein-rich food, they at least have an option. Usually, planning meals around nutrient-dense foods such as uh, fruits, vegetables, lean protein, whole grains never goes wrong. And these are more than enough to keep you full when you're trying to lose weight. Now, a lot of ingredients can be substituted. For example, instead of meat, you can use paneer or dal or lentils. 
and you can work around with your family's needs using simple substitutions. Often eating healthy can be boring and lame, you can say, because uh, when you compare to eating, you can say, tasty food ordered from outside, what usually happens is the food from outside is extremely tasty and it's also because they use huge amounts of oil and they spend a lot of time cooking each dish which may not be really possible at home. The whole idea of cooking at home is to stay healthy, be healthy and unfortunately we also aim to spend less time in the kitchen. So one excellent hack around this is to actually use special spices and herbs. You get these little bottles of condiments or even sauces which if you add to your normal dishes really levels up the taste. So I remember trying out a, a cheddar almost zero calorie sauce which was so excellent I just kept having it and it was like a salad dressing and I came across this barbecue dressing there was barbecue there was a sweet onion and many of these wonderful dressings which tasted so good I just couldn't stop having them and in fact I didn't mind eating healthy especially because these wonderful condiments made everything taste so much better so even if you make a simple omelette you can completely change the taste of the omelette with the right toppings, the right herbs, right spices and so on. So this is something great that you can look out for. Finally, when you meal prep in advance, what's going to happen is you have all the meals for all dietary needs ready at one shot without you having to look and search randomly for recipes and ingredients which are not ready or not available in the house. Now, moving on about meal prep and how to store the meals. Now, making food in advance is difficult enough. But if you don't do this last step, what you're going to find is that it's most likely going to fail for you. So imagine that you make one kilo of chicken and then it's time to eat. And since you don't know how much you need to eat, you're going to sit and look it up on your phone. How much should I eat to be healthy? And no, that's not really a good way because you're going to get stuck with you know finding your phone when you're cooking looking it up with your hands dirty and so on so the easiest way to work around this which works well for me and it might work well for you is to actually have little containers have little containers in which you can measure and put in your prescribed amount of food and if you eat rotis you don't need to do this but if you eat rice and you pack food for office, what that might mean is that you have a little lunch dabba in which you have one cup rice put in, one cup veggies put in, and you have a measured amount of chicken, which may be 135 or 150 grams chicken, measured and put in. So a lot of people actually do this. A lot of my clients do this. They measure their food, keep it in the lunch boxes and pack it. Right? So the next day when they have to go to work, all they need to do is pull out the lunch box from the fridge and go off to work. It's very easy and it saves a lot of time. How I implement this is I actually make at sometimes up to two kilos of chicken and I use two different recipes so there's some variety. I measure the amount of chicken required in each little dabba, stock them up in the freezer so I am good for at least the next two and a half to three days. This means I don't need to measure the amount of chicken I need to eat at every meal. 
it is already there so there's nothing to worry and how you can go about doing this here are some five simple steps so five simple steps to make sure you store your prepared meals right first you need to spend a little bit of money and buy the right containers that are leak proof and can store the food you make if you make gravy kind of chicken buy a leak proof container which can store the amount of chicken you want to store number 2 label your containers there should be a place where you can put a little sticker and write on the sticker what exactly you are storing if you have a vegetarian and non-veg person in the house you should be able to label which is veg which is non-veg or buy different color containers for the vegetarian and the non-veg person number 3 the portion size matters so use containers with portions in case you are buying a larger size container if you buy a container to store food for the whole lunch it needs a container it needs a section for vegetables section for carbs a section for the non vegetarian of protein so if you are storing a full meal in one container make sure it has three different sections at least and you are able to measure the amount of food you need and it should fit in that container number 4 freezing meals that you want eat right away so when i make chicken for the next 3 days i make sure i cook it cool it i measure the amount required per serving and then i store these servings in containers in the freezer as and when i need chicken for the next day i take it down from the freezer and keep it into the fridge so by the next day morning i can just leave the container out and it's ready by lunch so in this way i don't really need to worry about defrosting or remeasuring and so on and finally number 5 if possible try your best to buy clear containers the last thing you want to do is have chicken which is frozen and have fish which is frozen and they are all in the same containers or same color containers which you cannot make also since they are frozen anyway and then you need to completely defrost the food to even see what is inside and this is a big pain so what i would suggest is getting clear containers so you don't have to defrost the food to even make on what's inside so once again the five strategies which help you with great meal prep invest in the right containers label your containers use the right portion size in each container freeze the meals you are not eating right away use clear containers so you can clearly see what is inside each container so finally we have come to the end of this episode and let me talk about what we listened to today we talked about the benefits of meal planning practical tips and strategies that you can use for successful meal planning starting today we talked about how to meal plan on a budget we talked how to adapt meal planning for specific dietary needs we talked about the importance of meal preparation and storage and finally now we have come to the last part of this podcast if you need more help with any of these things which we talked about today please go to my website www.fitnessbynxd.com that is nxd for nikhil savior dissouza so go to www.fitnessbynxd.com and on my website you will find articles helping you with these strategies i just talked about meal prep meal storage 
tips and tricks that can get you started, even a few recipes that will move you in the right direction. So if you need more help with any of this, feel free to drop me a message from my website. There's a little chat button there in the bottom right. Click on that, drop me a message, it will be delivered directly to me and I will respond to you 100%. I hope you love this episode and do let me know if there's anything else you would like me to cover next.